Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly life transitions podcast, where we share the stories and experiences of professionals that help families create a new path for themselves. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about transitioning your life through relationship separation, starting a new career, having babies, and many other life transitions. Find out more at mycleanbreak.ca. Here are your hosts, Darren and Tina. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us on Clean Break, the podcast. So happy to have you with us. I'm Darren Jabog, and of course, with me is my trusty co-host, Tina Murray. Hello, Darren. We How's are, it going? I'm good. How are you doing? It's good. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying the, the new themes and, and mm-hmm. topics that we've been discussing with the transitions in your life and where you're going. Yeah. So today is no different. We've got right. a great conversation, kind of a serious one a little bit, yeah. but you know, it's uh, important to have. I think it's an important conversation. Yeah. I mean, when you're going through transitions, not again, we've often talked about divorce and separation and it's not really just about that. There's so many different times that people are transitioning in life, whether it's marriage, babies, divorces, death. So, so yeah. today we talk about the latter. Right. So we have a guest on that's new to the show, never been on the show before, Patrick McGarry. He is the chief operating officer and a funeral director at Hulse Playfair and McGarry Funeral and Cremation Services. So welcome yeah. to the show. Thank you very much. Honored to be here. Yeah. Thanks thank for you. Being here. Tell where are you located? Where's your where's your business located? We have multiple locations actually okay. throughout the national capital region, including uh, in Kempville and Winchester, our our most southerly and westerly spots. Okay. Uh, we have three locations within the city of Ottawa were proper so uh, our main location our kind of our flagship location is downtown on McLeod and O'Connor Gladstone streets mm-hmm. uh, that uh, facility goes back almost 100 years now wow. so our company is approaching our 100th anniversary in 2025 mm-hmm. and uh, we also have an operation up in the Gatineau Hills um, in mm-hmm. Wakefield that's a funeral home and crematorium mm-hmm. um, the McGarry family is originally from that area so that's the history behind uh, having a property uh, up, in, there. up in Wakefield, yes. Yeah. Mm. Tell us a little bit about you personally. Well, for myself, I did not grow up in the business. A lot of people assume I'm a child of the previous owners, and uh, uh, but that's not the case. I actually uh, did not think I would be in funeral service, uh, <laughs> obviously. And, and for sure, people who knew me growing up didn't think I would be in funeral service. Um, but I started in 1991 as a summer job. Um, I was going to university at Dalhousie and um, I was in business and I uh, I had sent my resume to uh, uh, Brian McGarry and, and Sharon McGarry, who were the owners at the time. Um, mm. And Brian is my uh, father's first cousin, so mm. uh, second cousin to myself. But age wise, I, that's why a lot of people think I'm the son, because age wise, it makes sense that I, I could be. Um, at any rate, I was in business. So I thought, hey, he, you know, they're in business in Ottawa. They would be able to share my resume. And uh, I always say they either shared it and nobody wanted me or, uh, <laughs> or, or they, uh, they kept it to themselves. But at any rate, they offered me a job. And okay. uh, so I started working in the administrative office mostly that summer with my business background and and with, uh, you know, people taking holidays in the summer. And, uh, and but I did go on a number of services as well, driving limousines or hearses or things like that. And uh, um, the people that uh, work in our profession are, uh, you know, really good people, mm-hmm. um, uh, not only to the work that they do, but internally as well. So, so that was interesting to me. Um, 
and I found it very satisfying. You know, mm. you when you're driving a limousine, you get to uh, hear what family members are saying, mm. um, you know, at a terrible, terrible time in their lives. And so you hear about the importance of what we do as funeral professionals and, uh, and the difference we actually make. Mm. Um, and a small tip for the viewers, actually, if, if they ever do see a funeral profession, uh, procession go by, um, take a moment and pause, mm-hmm. uh, removing your hat. I cannot tell you the impact that mm-hmm. that does on the grieving family. So, mm. um, so that's just a little tip. And, uh, so, you know, I went back the next summer, um, I actually played some professional hockey for a number of years and, but even in the summers I would come back and, and work at the funeral home cause I, uh, I enjoyed it. And, uh, um, and I, you know, quite frankly, it was uh, not only a profession that I never would have thought of, but I, I got satisfaction from helping. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was an opportunity as well from a business perspective, because Brian and Sharon's children were much younger. Um, so, uh, you know, there was an opportunity for me to be involved with a, a company that was very well known in the city of Ottawa, mm-hmm. uh, very well known in our profession and very involved in the community. And that was the other thing that really just opened up my eyes is the, uh, the impact our company has in, within our community, not only through service, but through volunteerism, through support, uh, all of those things, which um, I know both of you know uh, how satisfying that is. And, and uh, so, so that's, the, uh, that's the history of why I got involved and it's uh, now 30 years. So. Wow. I know you struck me the first time we met, I think we were playing golf uh, in, a, in a tournament, a charity tournament, I believe. And uh, I, I, w- I was so impressed by you because you carry yourself well. You're a very athletic guy. Mm-hmm. guy. You're, very, you're a great golfer. You blew the doors off of my game for sure. And- <laughs> it's not saying much. Though, <laughs> See, I love how you, you, you always bring it around to being humble, you know? It's, I love it. I love no, it. I think that was a slight against you. Probably. I prefer to say the slight against you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I, I take take the ego down. Yeah, bit. right. Yeah, Come it. on. My wife does that too. So I got it. But I, I'm I was always impressed with you, Patrick. I think you know, like you're a statesman in how you speak, and and your business has so much value in the communities that you offer your services to. Mm-hmm. And and we were just before we went live, we were talking about. Um, uh, personal histories and how we got involved in things and why why it's so important to us and um, uh, you know the industry must be changing so fast now like if it was changing quickly before because of just evolving that was one thing but now with some of the things that have happened in the last in 2020 and 2021 uh, speak to us a little bit about that like what what's what's happen in your industry oh boy yes uh when i was preparing a little bit of uh, thoughts for this show i i almost went into cold sweats thinking <laughs> of the, uh, the last 19 months has been uh certainly a challenge and mm-hmm. uh, you know our as much as we are a service we are a business as well and we've been faced with a lot of uh, things that every other business has been faced with within uh, you know during this pandemic um for ourselves um you know, we had to make a lot of pivots early on. We uh, we had so many changes that were being brought down to us through the you know medical offices of health and through our own regulatory body, and um, so we went from a very very hands on in person service provider mm-hmm. to a you know electronic uh, wow. service provider, telephone service provider. Um, you know, go ahead. Sorry. And I just, you know, from an emotional standpoint, Mm -hmm. like I imagine, and we talked with someone else uh, on a previous show about the face-to-face interaction Mm -hmm. and how at least for that first one, it's so important. Mm -hmm. And you had that 
basically ripped away from you. Absolutely. And, and, you know, more importantly, the the people that we were serving had that too. So we had to find ways to um, build trust, uh, show compassion, show empathy, uh, show um, um, comfort, show confidence through phones. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, you know, thank God that uh, our company is, you know, so well established. Um, but, uh, you know, so that helps, but, uh, but we still had all those things. So, so, you know, what's going to, um, uh, what the, the changes that we were forced to do was, uh, you know, obviously they're using DocuSign platforms mm-hmm. like that. Um, the government actually moved quickly, which, uh, which shocked me as well, yeah. but they actually started accepting electronic signatures and mm-hmm. things. So, you know, things that we have been doing for, you know, whatever, over a hundred years, uh, in our profession and certainly, you know, within our company, almost that long, um, were able to be changed. So, um, they had talked, I know, you know, 20 years ago, there was talk about changing paper forms to electronic forms for the registration of deaths in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's here. And right. uh, it took the, the pandemic to do that. Um, we as a as an organization had talked about, um, you know, we should use video more, we should use video more to, uh, to uh, facilitate those that are either unable to come to the funeral home, whether it's distance or other reasons, or just timing. Um, you know, to have them have an opportunity to get, you know, involved and to um, benefit from perhaps watching a service or what mm-hmm, have you. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't do it. You know, we did it once in a while type of a thing and um, uh, we offered it, but it wasn't something that was, you know, really picked up on. Hmm. Um, as soon as COVID hit and all the restrictions, uh, that was something that right away we needed to get going. Mm-hmm. And there were some growing pains for sure. Um, uh, you know, today we're, I think we're providing a very professional and, and most importantly, um, uh, uh, secure and uh, reliable uh, platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I can tell you, there's a lot of stresses with, uh, you know, that going through those pivots that we had to do. Um, hats off to my colleagues who, uh, you know, some are very com- uh, comfortable with computers. Uh, mm. Some were, you know, they've been a funeral director for a long time and they have their ways of doing things, which were, you know, fantastic, to be honest with you, because we're about building relationships. We're about, you know, taking care of people. Um and, uh, you know, they had to change some of that. And mm-hmm. so uh, a lot of stress that way for them. Um, I was uh, saying to somebody the other day, you know, we're, we're in one of those professions that was during this pandemic, um, went from, you know, went right into overdrive and uh, stayed there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you didn't, nobody would have thought, or I didn't think any of this would be this long. And uh, so we don't prepare for that either. You you know, everybody can get through a little bit of chaos. And, and, uh, you know, there's been times in my life where I've had different chaoses like we all have. And I remember uh, I was actually at uh, uh, one of my child's uh, doctor's offices and and they pulled me in and said, you know, Patrick, um, chaos is supposed to be short term. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. so it was a really it was a helpful thing to do, actually, because I was just, you know, trying to solve, trying to solve. So, mm-hmm. you know what they say? Um, so I've heard from different therapists about our bodies are wired to be able to, you know, deal with that stress for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what and we can do that. We can mm-hmm. deal with it. We can. And then it 
subsides again, yeah, but yeah. we've been at it for so long That's right. that it's just, our bodies are exhausted. And so, so many people, and then if you have to have a, if there's happen to have a death through that, mm-hmm. or it, it, it just, it just compounds it. Right. right. Cause then, it. Yeah. you know, yeah. cause then also like, like we have um, my best friend's mom passed away mm-hmm. uh, in April of 2020 mm-hmm. and on. we're having uh, her service on Thanksgiving Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we've now had like 16 months, 18 mm-hmm. months of no closure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that compounds it as well, doesn't it? Absolutely. And we've had a lot of families that uh, are in that same position. And, um, you know, we've tried to do our best along these last whatever length of time to uh, remain connected with them to, so that they know uh, what's happening now and what's possible now. Mm-hmm. Um we have uh, literally, uh, you know, boxes of files that we've set aside as, you know, postponed services. Mm. Um, and uh, early on, like your friends, you know, in that time frame, there was a lot of people that said, well, you know, we'll just wait. We'll mm-hmm. just wait and do something. And, you know, it is in a few months when we can, because mm-hmm. we want to do, uh, you know, what they maybe term a proper service mm-hmm. and, yep. you know, have the, have, uh, the things that the individual would have wanted. Um, so there's still a few that are continuing on, but we're actually reducing that box of files because people are saying, well, you know, it's been long enough. This is as good as it's going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? We can record the service now. We can invite people virtually. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. And mm-hmm. uh, because uh, um, I used the term chaos before and actually it should have been crisis, you know, that no, crisis, chaos, but is, chaos very, is a good, yeah, it is I a guess good, it is a but crisis is good too. Yeah. 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 Their, their issue was that um, their son lives in the States. Yes. So he couldn't come up his, what him and his mm-hmm. wife couldn't come up. So now they can, mm-hmm. that's why they prolonged it so long. But mm-hmm. yeah. So we, you know, there's things now that we're doing and, and we started right away. Like one of the initial things that became very important to people was the opportunity to see their loved one. And I've always stressed the importance of that, um, whether it's there's going to be a cremation or a burial or what have you. But I've always stressed the importance of that for those that are um, closest, uh, the importance of the option, I should say. Um, There's real benefit for many in Mm. seeing their loved one. And Mm -hmm. that's part of the whole process of bringing this to reality, Mm -hmm. uh, acknowledging that this is real. Um, Every situation of death is different, and whether it's a sudden death is very different than an expected death, but Mm -hmm. um, there's still great value, even when you know in your mind that somebody's going to pass away, Mm -hmm. uh, to see is that reality. So, um, and what was happening was people weren't able to be with their loved ones. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. They hadn't been able to get into the nursing home or the hospital or what have you. And so um, one of the things that our, our regulatory body did allow, the lowest number that we were allowed is 10 people uh, into our facilities. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we have multiple facilities, we have large facilities, and uh, to think of 10 people only, uh, that was hard, that was hard for us to explain to people. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we had all the scheduling around that too, but, um, but people uh, needed that. Mm-hmm. And so, and for situations where people were out of country, or just whatever reason, not able, we actually did do, uh, you know, using phones, videos, for people to actually be able to see that person that they uh, mm-hmm. that they've lost, mm-hmm. um, and you wouldn't think in the old days you wouldn't think that was going to be good, but 
today, that's really good because mm-hmm. the options are, you know, were a lot less. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you don't want it to be transactional. Like, no. I mean, it's not supposed that, that, that type of closure in my, mm-hmm. my opinion is not transactional. Mm-hmm. It's relationship based. Mm-hmm. And right. um, so as other than the videos and the, and, and mm-hmm. um, tell me a little bit more about, about what you, what your organization did to make sure that you, continue the relationship part of the business Mm -hmm. like i mean were you contacting people more often than maybe just once in a while or like or when they first set things up or like how did you how did you bridge that well we 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 instituted our newsletter more regularly it was one of the things to try to make sure people had some information should they want it Mm -hmm. um so that is and one of the other things that we did which was uh very very well received and actually it's um it's it's still being made available to families uh or anybody that's interested actually it's we did a a I want to say it's not a, a, a live seminar, virtual seminar is what it's called um, on the under, uh, understanding grief. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So, you know, the normal grief things, which is, you know, difficult enough. And then there was a component about, okay, grieving during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we had, um, you know, a registered psychotherapist, uh, Suzanne Duke, who's also a, uh, um, a grief and trauma specialist. She was actually had a connection with Beth Donovan Hospice. And okay. uh, full disclosure, she's my life partner as well. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. So you, your your viewers and listeners are getting some inside information. <laughs> we like that. We yeah. like the scoop. <laughs> um, so she is. Uh, but anyways, uh, I obviously think she's fantastic. But uh, but most importantly, those that uh, attended that uh, that webinar. And we have it on our YouTube channel now. So mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, you know, it's very helpful for them mm-hmm. um, okay. because what happened was all of the things that normally people are used to doing when their world is turned upside down. And that's really what a funeral is. A funeral is something that um, provides some structure, some, some comfort, some, you know, um, uh, I guess process process. Yeah. The yeah. process that they know that, you know, that, and they expected it to be helpful for them. Uh, that was taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One of the early, early things that we had to do as well was to tell people and, and, and show people that the funeral home is still a safe place. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we were all, you know, you know, told so many scary things that were happening. Um, I, that so many of us were in fear and such. And mm-hmm. so, um, and, and, you know, obviously as an employer, I have obligations to my colleagues and, and, and our, our, you know, the families that we're serving, et cetera. Um, but the reality is there wasn't a lot of difference for us as a provider, um, with how we care for a deceased. We mm-hmm. always have to, we always, you know, it's part of what we do, part of our training. We treat each deceased with obviously respect and care, et cetera, but we also, say, you know, uh, we need to make sure from a health Mm -hmm. um, perspective that we are doing all the things to properly care for those health issues as well. So there wasn't anything different for, uh, you know, for our, for us behind the scenes, obviously at the front of our buildings, we had all the disinfectants, we had to do, you know, extra cleaning than we normally would, all of those things we had to do tracking, et cetera, et cetera. But um, so that was an early message as well that uh, needed to get out. One of the things like I always get, um, I always get emotional when Mm. I see a funeral procession, Mm. right? I do when I I pull over and I do, and I, I pull over. And when I see other cars pulling over, I feel very 
emotional about it. Mm. Right. And I've always going to funerals and having to experience a tragedy or, you know, many mm. years ago in my own life, mm. um, where I had to bury uh, a baby. And I, mm. I remember how comforted I felt, how, how warm and, and how cared for mm-hmm. I felt. And I think that in the time of tragedy, like that you guys can um, offer that is mm-hmm. something exceptional to mm-hmm. me, right? Mm-hmm. It, it just, it really is. It's something that I just, I will always remember how comforted and how cherished and loved I felt in a, in a weird kind of way. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I didn't really know them, you right, know, right. and well, I think it takes a special person. It, it does. Yeah. I totally agree with that yeah. statement. It, it, like, it's not like building widgets. You no. know what I mean? Yeah. It, that, like, I think your industry has an enormous amount of responsibility, yeah. right. To, to people. And, um, and it's a hard industry to be in because I'm sure, you know, you uh, did, were you able to lobby the government at all in, in any mm. ways uh, during COVID or was there any type of your, your industry? Uh, so I have to admit, uh, and I give <clears throat> praise actually to our registrar. Um, you know, I didn't like everything that was being, you know, thrown down to us as a provider because I didn't necessarily think it was all warranted. Um, but at the end of the day, um, our registrar provided us what we needed to be able to share that message with those that we were serving. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I have to say we have not, uh, had any issue at all with people, um, fighting the rules that we've had in place Mm. to to come into our facilities or how we can serve or we have not had any of that and you know part of that is of course you know this is not a surprise to anybody but also part of that is because I was able to have you know postings from our regulatory body that said here are the rules that this you know this you know provider needs to put into adhere by Mm -hmm. um you know uh we I don't I I don't I hope this is what um we, you know, we have not had a COVID case at all within our facilities, our staff, anything like that. We have not had any families that are, you know, uh, people that have come to the visitations or services uh, through tracing. We've not had any of that. So, um, so I, you know, credit due. Uh, what they said that we should be doing has worked. So, mm-hmm. um so, you know, frustrating. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from a business uh you know, I appreciate what you said, Tina, because that's why we do what we do, you know, and, and that's why, you know, there's seven days a week, 24 hours a day service. Um, that's why we do what we do. So mm-hmm. um, that's the greatest satisfaction for us. Um, as a locally owned funeral home, um, I can tell you, we, you know, we never look at the spreadsheets. <laughs> uh, we look at, you know, we we trust our directors and Mm -hmm. we have great people and so um if they feel like they need to take you know a long time with a particular family then that's what they do Mm -hmm. um and it's not about you know you know get them in get them out yeah it's not (laughs) like that you know like it's true and we don't look at you know what products you select or anything like that Mm -hmm. uh our role is to make sure that people are informed we make sure that they have their options and um and then you know follow through on those uh, and, you know, more lately, uh, certainly in the last number of years, is to s- support people afterwards, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so to circle it back, that's some of the things that we're doing now, Darren, is you had asked about that. So what are we doing? We're, we have been reaching out to uh, those families that have postponed services to say, 
okay, um, yeah, I know previously you told me you wanted to wait until so-and-so was able to enter the country. Um, you know, that's still not possible, but here are some things that we're doing today that maybe, you know, you would be interested in knowing about. And some have said, you know what? Yeah, it's it's been long enough. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Others have said, um, we're going to wait. And, uh, you know, what's interesting, for the, for the first five months or so, it was a lot of like, okay, we're just going to wait till this gets over yeah. and then we're going to do you know it'll be over soon yeah um as time went on people said you know what we're going to do something now mm -hmm. and then we'll do something later when we can and that's in my opinion a much better way to do things yeah. um uh because it's so important in that immediate time to um face the reality of what's happened to take care of yourselves to get support and we've made so many changes in the way that people can support people uh, you know um people in the old days used to ask well if i go there i don't know what to say you know mm -hmm. and i always told them that it doesn't matter what you say you go there and yeah. that is the support yeah. um, that is going to be helpful to that person that's grieving um i also have to warn families sometimes you know like people are going to say the wrong thing right <laughs> um, it's not so staged it's you know like staged, you're, yeah. yeah and be gentle on them I remember yeah. there was a well-known grief uh, right. specialist uh, Alan Wolfelt and he talked about when his dad died you know and his dad died in his 80s or something like that and uh, somebody thought it was good to say to him you know oh you're well your dad had a nice long life you know my father died when he was in his 60s and and uh, and he has this saying he says well true but not helpful Right. <laughs> right. So, so he always so remembers, true. just yes. be gentle. You know, people, um, you know, are obviously nervous. We, we do our best to try to make people comfortable and such. But uh, anyways, so, so I wanted to ask a question. It is on your list. Yeah, so. I was going to get it. I want to give some some value to people. Yeah. Um, and and I, we have I really given value. I, no, no, no. <laughs> You, you always gotta roll. You always gotta poke. Right? You gotta poke. I'm so sorry. That's Gary. A, that's a, I do apologize. No, I'm just I, okay. So well, they know not. So now I'm in an awkward situation right now. Like, let, let me lighten it. They know not to invite you golfing. There I'm you sorry. go. There you go. Because well, they do if they want to like be like. Obviously, oh, I'm not very good. So uh, I can guarantee you, I'm worse. Yeah. I just, okay. I'm not gonna. Go oh, no, there. I am. Really, you can say that. I have seen you golf. I have swung yeah. and circled. Like oh, yeah. literally, you did. I think I actually saw you do that. One I was time a video missed, and you oh, actually, yeah, yeah you, you posted. A video I, I, yeah, that. I did a video one time, and mm -hmm. and and it happened to there happened to be a whole group of people watching. Yes, and it was uh, I don't know sabotage the hole or something, and I sponsored it. So of course, tons of people were around when I was playing. Did the whole whirly world. Yes, yeah. But yeah. when I hit it, it went. So, okay, so I want to talk I, about pre-planning. Well, that I, the question? I, that's what I was going to okay. mention for sure. And there was a ton of value in everything we've just talked yeah. about. I think yeah. uh, I, what I was trying to say was uh, is some practical tips yes. that people can that can help with yeah. when they're going through it. Yeah. Right. So uh, we, uh, offline before we went on, mm -hmm. we I was telling you about uh, my mom, who's like super super organized, mm -hmm. and like literally when they pass, I will have very little to do, mm -hmm. <laughs> including paying for their whole entire funeral right. so talk a little bit about the pre-planning and the benefits of that okay so i'll try to just uh, explain what pre-planning is so okay. pre-planning when we talk about funeral services is actually going to a service provider and recording your wishes and i use that term wishes because it's not really a wish but your instructions okay um so what uh, pre-planning is is uh, taking some time 
um, speaking to a funeral professional, we have uh, certified pre-planning consultants. We have dedicated pre-planning consultants. We also have all of our licensed directors are able to do pre-planning. So um, the uh, what it is, is uh, we sit down, we answer questions, we uh, record information. One of the most helpful things and simple things and something that's not going to change that can be done is recording the information that the government's going to need. Mm. So those are all the vital statistics. So, you know, your social insurance number, that's an optional thing to provide. Most people do. We keep things very secure, but um, there, but it's also things like, you know, where was your mother, you know, what was her maiden name and where was she born? Mm. And just things that not necessarily people are thinking, uh, you know, clearly at the time of a person's passing that, you know, and it's kind of embarrassing to, to mm. say, oh, I'm not sure that I got to go find out whatever. And it's not what should be focused on. So um, so pre-planning is uh, recording those type of vital statistics. It's also uh, answering questions. It's if the person knows what it is that they are wanting, then we record that. So whether that's perhaps a, a service mm -hmm. in the church or whether it's, uh, you know, a visitation, um, whether they want cremation or burial, um, whether, um, you know, who's going to be involved. And I always tell people, as importantly, it's saying what you don't want. Mm -hmm. And uh, because uh, that's important too. Um, I go further, and you know, my colleagues also go further by saying, you know, why you know it would be helpful to have a draft of an obituary. Mm. We obviously, you know, mm. you can't have all the information, but having things like what is it that you would want to be included? So, do you want to mention about where you work? Do you want to mention what things were important to you? What about donations? You know, where would you want to have donations? You know, put. Uh, scent um uh music things like that mm -hmm. um you know photos we're doing so many things now with videos and such you know mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes people are actually putting together uh, some of the number of pictures and mm -hmm. things that they want to have and uh, we keep things both in hard copy and electronically so those things are you know easy for us to do one of the benefits is uh, whoever your executor or your family is and obviously the executor is the legally um, responsible person but family is involved um, they know they can just call us 24 hours a day and we'll know what to do. Mm -hmm. And we, um, from, from our perspective, people say, well, why would you, you know, take the time to record all these instructions and everything? Because we do it complimentary, by the way, there's no cost for us to record all this information, have it available, keep it on file, answer all the questions, uh, provide things, uh, options for people to go. Always there's, you know, well, I better go home and talk to others about this. Right. Um, so uh, why do we do that for free? Well, the answer is we that helps us later on because mm -hmm. we don't have to be, you know, asking what I call the silly government questions when somebody's just lost a loved one. Yeah. Um, right. And so, you know, things get reviewed, all of that at the time. Obviously, you know, hopefully there's, uh, you know, more additions in the family and things like that. Um, uh, so, so, you know, that's, that's, that's what that is. Then the benefit is peace of mind. And, right. uh, if I'm an executor, by the way, I, I always tell people, if you want me to be your executor, you need to go for, have a will, <laughs> uh, do what uh, you had talked earlier about, you know, your, your parents with, uh, you know, having things organized, they don't need to know how much money you have in your bank account. They just need to know here's the bank or here's yeah. the insurance or whatever. Um, and so yeah. from an executor's perspective, what's really nice is if somebody, in you know extended family or wherever says oh i don't think that's what you know dad would have wanted 
um, the executor could say, well, according to the instructions that they made with Patrick McGarry on this date, uh, that's what is what he wanted. And here it is. Right. 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 Conversation stopped, you know, right. So, right. Yeah. as opposed to, well, you know, I'm going to, uh, you're wrong and, and that type of thing. That's, that's, it's interesting. Very, very yeah. Smart. Cause that's yeah. the one piece that I don't think I've covered with, with my parents. Right. Is mm-hmm. that we, we know where it's happening. We know it's paid for, Mm -hmm. but to me, that was the pre-planning and I have a few little ideas of what they want, but that whole thing. So, and the other part of that is though, I always tell people, you know, you're not going to do everything and it's important to leave things for your family to do at the time. Uh, Some things, you know, whether it's, there's always things to do, whether it's notifying people, what have you, Mm -hmm. but taking care of themselves. Um, But uh, you know, part of the process of, of, um, of uh, what I call a good funeral is participation. And so, you know, there will be things that people will still need to do, um, Mm -hmm. but the big things can be looked after. Um, And again, people always, you know, one of the examples I've had in the past was people say, well, I, you know, I put it in my will. He told me he wanted a wood casket. And I said, okay, well, that's, that's very helpful. Let's go. Very this, broad. Yeah, let's go in the selection room. Now, which of these 20 wood caskets do you think you might want? You know, yeah. and there's a big price range too. So yeah. the other thing that we do when we do pre-planning is we record all the instructions and then we say, okay, for the services and products that you had asked for, here is the cost today. Sure. And then it's a financial decision. They can say, um, you know, okay, that's good to know. I've got my investments. They're going to look after this or insurance that's going to look after this. Or they say, you know what, uh, what if I pay for it mm-hmm. now? And, uh, and that is an option. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say that's the smaller benefit than the pre-planning, but it is, uh, it basically just says, you know, the family, the estate doesn't have to worry about this either. It's, it's, it's uh, paid for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there is, um, I've heard this, that you keep that money in trust, right? Yes. So, so we don't touch the money at all. Right. And, and the money is in trust in the person's name. Uh, for those that are looking for a little tax break, it actually is, there's an eligible funeral um, uh, account, I think it's EFA, and uh, up to $15,000, you can have an investment, which is basically Mm. uh, a very simple investment that accrues interest without having to pay tax on that interest. So, Oh, I'm writing that one. Yeah, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Now, but I tell people, you know, the real benefit of prepaying is... um, the guaranteed side of it. So as a licensed funeral provider in Ontario, we provide a guaranteed contract that says, you pay us this today, the money gets put away, it accrues interest. When you pass away, that's the only time that we redeem those funds. That's the first time we touch those funds and we apply it to the cost of the day. If it's short, the guarantee says we absorb the shortfall. If there's extra, then we charge our cost of the day and say, you know, there's some extra money that's been earned. Uh, that hasn't happened in the last 10 years. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, for those that had pre-arrangements back in the, uh, you know, early 90s and that, there was, there's some significant uh, excess funds that are going back to the estate. That's taxable, by the way, after yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's interesting to know. I, I think, do you ever find that sometimes people hesitate to do pre-planning because mm-hmm. of the, the, and maybe in their own mind, they feel like you're, mm-hmm. you're planning something that you, that, that you're like your end. Yeah. You're planning your end. But I so. think that, I think that it, I think it's a prudent thing to do. I know yeah. it sounds very business-like, but we all know when someone dies, it's not a fun time. Right. right. So to have to muddle through everything that you have to muddle through, I think that it's, you're doing 
you're leaving your children because primarily it is your children with uh-huh. less stress, yeah. right? That's and the don't, big one. don't you always want to take care of your family? You've done that your whole life. You've yeah. taken care of your children. You've raised them. You've, you know, even as adults, I look at my parents and go, yeah, like I'm still their little girl, sure. right? Sure. And yeah. and yet to leave that to them when they're mm-hmm. in their, they've just lost a parent just seems wrong. <laughs> so so you've Sorry. actually so just good. proved uh, a fact <laughs> that, uh, you know, has been shared over the years of research and everything, that it's normally the female in the uh, relationship that is, uh, that is the responsible one to say, we got to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, oftentimes it's a male that says, I don't want to talk about that. Exactly. Or, <laughs> no, That's so like, true. Uh, <laughs> those kids they'll figure it out you know they gotta they gotta do something um, but even with like I said to my husband he's one of two boys Mm -hmm. let's talk to your parents I'm not Mm -hmm. looking forward to it I'm just looking forward because I know ultimately it'll be my sister-in-law and I who will do the bulk of the work not that the guys can't but just that so so here it is it's 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 the reality that this is not an easy subject to talk about you know we don't want to you know, think about our own death or the death of somebody that we care about. Um, the way that I approach it is just, you know, it's an important conversation. And, you know, what would you rather? Would you rather that people, you know, not have to deal with a hundred questions at the time of your death or five questions? You know, mm-hmm. would you rather that they um, are, you know, scrambling, trying to find information out mm-hmm. for their silly government questions? Or would you rather that they, be able to support each other right. and reach out. Um, the other simple way that I talk about it is if, you know, hopefully people have a will. I know there's still a lot of people don't have a will. Um, mm-hmm. I can tell you that the it's just mm-hmm. not having a will um, uh, is, you know, and I'm not a lawyer, but, uh, you know, it raises the complications and the stress and the amount of work tenfold at least Mm -hmm. um so you know you're not doing anybody a favor by not acknowledging that we're all going to die i know uh, our prime minister trudeau has spent over a billion dollars doing research and it's confirmed that the death rate is 100 percent. right yeah so uh, so so at any rate that's uh, the zinger right there so we're we're all going to we're all going to die Having even the vital statistics down and some basic thoughts about, you know, cremation or burial, that's a big question still. Um, that's going to be helpful. Uh, you know, I tell people, if you have a will, you've already acknowledged that you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, putting in your will, you know, I want to have uh, cremation. And, you know, that's not enough because mm-hmm. it doesn't answer all those government questions. It doesn't really, you know, there's a lot of things that go along with cremation that need to be discussed and decided mm-hmm. upon. So, um, so you know, I, I think it's uh, one of those conversations. And to your point, uh, Darren, I've never had somebody that, uh, you know, has done a prearrangement and been hit by that bus as they cross that street. Right. Faster, you know? <laughs> and we have files that are well over, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing sometimes, 30, 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so uh, pre-planning is not going to make you die. Okay. Mm-hmm. Question for you then. Um, yeah, I know this is going to be the, the wrap up. Okay. Um, any funny stories? Oh, oh my gosh. So yeah. You got any of it stand out? Uh, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say. You <laughs> well, what is it all these names? No, it's, it's, it's all fair. Right? It's all fair. Well, uh, you know what? It's I am I am constantly um, not surprised. I am constantly um, 
reminded of the kindness of people. And, uh, you know, it's just, they are dealing with us. We're helping them at the most difficult time of their life. And, you know, 99% of the families that we serve are, are really, you know, truly an honor. And, and we're just, we feel really privileged to, to help them. Um, and they do things that are in return to us that just, you know, small thank yous, what have you. I'm thinking like somebody took the time to send us a card or to do something like that when they've just experienced the worst day of their life, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so that's uh, not a funny story. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then I'll tell you the 1% story. We had this fellow come in a long, long time ago and my colleague came into my office and she said, I don't know what to do with this guy. And, and I said, well, what's, what's going on? And he says, well, he started off by asking me where his mother's carcass was. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, well, I said, you're probably going to want to be just fairly direct with this person. And, uh, uh, so she, she did very well. She explained that, you know, the, she used the terminology that we would use back. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that's funny. Or just <laughs> that's, like, actually wow. that's very good. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I know yeah. uh, I, I, we're going to wrap up in a minute, but uh, I had a client actually, his request was, and he pre-planned his request was that they stand him up and do an Irish mm. wake okay and and so obviously they couldn't stand his 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 body up and yes. but what they did do is they took a photograph of that uh, took a photograph of him made it life-size and then leaned it up in the room of him holding a fish isn't that so that was his Irish wake and then they had music playing through the entire night and they and they said there had to be dancing between certain times of the evening so it was everyone's different and unique right mm -hmm. so i think mm -hmm. it's so important to have that too mm -hmm. you know every life is different and unique mm -hmm. every funeral should be as well and you know what it's so important to you know when people tell me when they're doing pre-rations for themselves sometimes they'll say well you know i don't want anything or this is exactly what i want and i always remind them like you know this is your funeral but it's for those that are left behind mm -hmm. so it's so important to engage those people and find out uh, you know what their wants or needs are mm -hmm. and it's uh you know people and also the pre-planning is a different time it's you know you're you're dealing with an emotional subject but you're not dealing with the emotions of the death that's right and so yeah. things can change and that's the other thing and um you did remind me of a little joke uh so and i've used this because i'm i'm irish so i'm allowed um, <laughs> the uh you know the difference between an irish funeral and a, an irish wedding one less drunk i love it thank well, you so for joining us oh, today you've made a, a pretty heavy topic enjoyable a little so, lighter and yeah. clearer yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if i just to commend you folks too for doing this and to commend um you know this this organization that you put together with clean break because um it's it's real it's real i've gone through my own you know separation and and uh and you know other things in life as well where um you know, it's, it's tough, it's difficult. And to know that there's people that are out there that can provide guidance and advising, um, you know, along the way, uh, really hats off to you folks. And uh, so thank you for taking thank the you. initiative to put this all together. Well, uh, we you. appreciate the support. Mm -hmm. It's, it's uh, a new world sometimes, right? So big reset. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up there. So uh, Patrick, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, probably the best thing to do is go on our website. Uh, we have uh, another thing that changed during the pandemic is we really changed a lot on our website to accommodate video, but a lot of information. And so it's uh, hpmcgarry.ca. 
So hpmcgarry.ca. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. And hopefully we'll get some uh, nice blog post or an article written from you. We can post that on the uh, clean break, mycleanbreak.ca website. Right. Yeah. Okay. People can read about some, some of the things we've talked about today, maybe a little more in detail if they have information. Sure. Sure. Uh, and uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. So everyone out there, take care of yourselves, take care of the people around you, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on life transitions. You can find more topics like today's and other great advice from life transition professionals at mycleanbreak.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. mycleanbreak.ca has clear and simple advice from trusted local professionals to help you get to the other side of any transition. 